In January, time off benefits for most unclassified employees will change to a PTO or paid time off system. Under PTO, employees will still earn the same amount of time off, but there will be differences in how the time can be used. In this month, employees can elect two voluntary components of the program, a cash out of PTO hours and a one-time transfer of sick leave into the new PTO bank. It's Tuesday, December 11th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. Lisa Carter spoke with Joni Elson-Peter about the development of the PTO program, how it works, and this month's cash-out deadline. Joni, welcome to OHSU Week. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for sitting down with me today to talk about the transition to paid time off for PTO. To start, tell us your role at OHSU and how it involves employee benefits. I'm Joni Elson-Peter. I'm the Associate Vice President for Human Resources. I have a responsibility for a few functions under the HR umbrella, uh, including benefits. So we've been talking about the change to PTO for some time now. Mm-hmm. It was first announced in December of 2016 and has been evolving since then. For those who aren't familiar with the new program, can you give us a brief summary of what PTO is? It's a more contemporary approach to providing time off for employees, paid time off for employees, where uh, in our program there'll still be two banks of leave. One will be PTO, that is a flexible leave uh, to be used as the employee chooses, and one will be an extended illness bank. Probably the biggest concern for most people is, is this a reduction of benefits? So currently unclassified employees earn 34 days a year of time off if they're full time. Uh, will that change with PTO? That will not change with PTO. Employees will still earn 34 days of paid time off. It's just that some of it will shift so that they'll be accruing more in their PTO bank, which is a more flexible leave, and less in the extended illness bank than they do currently in their sick leave bank. And what was the reason behind changing which bank those accruals will go into? There were a couple of reasons. Uh, One is, again, to be more contemporary in how we pay pay our employees for time off and how we manage that program. Um, Most employers have a PTO program versus a traditional sick and vacation. Uh, And I think it is uh, important for recruitment and retention for employees and what they expect when they come to work here. Also, we we wanted to add a paid parental leave to our time off program. So we had to think about how we wanted to structure the program overall so that we could include a paid parental leave. Okay, and it sounds like with more hours going into PTO as opposed to an extended illness bank, it actually increases the number of hours that can be used for any reason. That's whether correct. Whether it's vacation or sick mm-hmm. leave or. Exactly. Okay. So you mentioned different amounts going into PTO versus what currently goes into vacation and sick. Um, can you explain more about exactly what those amounts will be? Sure. So we've talked about how this the amount of total accrual will be the same. Uh, uh, instead of earning uh, 12 days or 96 hours in the sick leave bank, that'll be reduced by 32 hours, and those 32 hours will be accrued in the PTO bank. So same overall, but four more days in PTO, four less days in the EIB. And what are some of the other differences with PTO compared to the current system? So one of the major differences is that, like many traditional PTO models, uh, 
when you're sick, initially you have to use accruals out of your PTO bank. So we've put 32 hours from sick leave into PTO, and when an employee is sick under the PTO program, the first 40 hours uh, that they need to be absent for reasons of sick leave, or for reasons that would previously have qualified for sick leave, uh, they will need to use their PTO. And then after 40 hours within a calendar year, it does not need to be consecutive, it's just a total of 40 hours within the calendar year, then they can reach into their extended illness bank for the remainder of the calendar year for any time off for sick leave reasons. Okay, so, and you mentioned that's fairly typical with a PTO program. Now, I know in my personal experience, PTO programs I've had through other employers, every time you needed to use accruals for sick leave, you had to use PTO first. And it sounds like you're saying once you've met those 40 hours, whether it's in one stretch or it's a series of three episodes of being sick, but once you've met that 40, you can then access those extended illness hours immediately. That's correct. In the calendar year, is that correct? That's correct, and that's a really important difference uh, for our PTO program to, compared to what uh, an employee might find with another employer, that uh, the 40 hours of PTO utilization is the total for the year. It's not per occurrence, as a lot of PTO programs are, that you have to use your PTO for a certain amount of days for each occurrence, right. and then you get to reach into your extended illness back bank. For us, uh, in our program, it's a total of 40 hours, whether it be individual occurrences or all in one block. Once those 40 hours are used, the employee gets to automatically go to the EIB the next time they need to be gone for sick leave reasons. So that seems more generous than a typical PTO structure. What was our reason for structuring it that way? It is more generous. OHSU is a very large organization, and uh, you know we've had a vacation and sick leave model for a very long time. So moving to a PTO model is a very big change. So we wanted to build a program that would be acceptable to most employees here at OHSU. Some employees have said this will incentivize people to come into work when they're sick because they don't want to use hours that they could otherwise save and use for uh, recreational or vacation purposes. Um, do you think that would be the case? How would you respond to that uh, concern? Yeah, I think that that is an important uh, concern to be aware of, that we don't want to incent people to come to work sick, and certainly um, a PTO program could be perceived to do that when people want to use those extra hours for um, planned time off for vacation purposes. But we have to trust our employees that uh, they know when they're sick and when they should not be around their coworkers or around our patients. Uh, and our families here at OHSU that if you are sick and you uh, could cause harm to others that you would choose to stay home and not and not uh, cause that risk for, for others at OHSU. What other aspects um, will be new to those of us who are transitioning to the program? Uh, one of the exciting aspects about the new PTO program is that we're able to introduce a paid parental leave. Uh, this is something that our employees have been asking for for a while, and uh, by redesigning the program overall, we're able to introduce a paid parental leave that will be three weeks of paid leave where an employee uh, will not need to use that, uh, use PTO or EIB. This is a separate bank of leave uh, paid parentally for the purpose of uh, time off after the birth or adoption of a child. That's great. So 
currently, if I were to take parental leave and I wanted that to be paid, I would need to have 12 weeks or more of accruals to apply in order to have that, to receive my pay while I'm out on leave. And so it sounds like what you're saying is with this new benefit, three of those weeks will be paid by OHSU. Correct. And then I could choose to use accruals that Mm -hmm. I have to extend the paid portion beyond those three weeks. Is that correct? That is correct. And also just to uh, add a little bit more detail, uh, we have a leave specialist who will help individuals uh, understand how best to apply their leave so they get the most out of it during their time off for those who have um, who have purchased disability insurance. And that applies in the case of birth of a child for the mother. Um, how you apply your accruals uh, varies uh, depending on how you want to get the most out of your paid time off and your disability. Are there any other new components to the program that we haven't talked about? There are. Um, one of the most significant changes is in the, uh, the reduction of the termination cash out. So when an employee leaves OHSU uh, right now, uh, depending on their representation group, whether they're in a, uh, a union or whether they're unclassified, there's a maximum amount of vacation that you can be paid out in cash when you leave. And um, one of the ways OHSU is paying for the paid time off program and the paid parental leave and also uh, saving some money as well is to reduce the termination cash out um, for the employee when they leave. So if you, if an employee wants to get the full value of their vacation, they can take it. Uh, and then in just a moment, I'll talk about another option to cash it out annually. But if they hold the, onto their PTO when they terminate, then that will be a significant reduction in terms of the cash payout they will get. And how much of a reduction are we talking about? Well, there's a step down. So. Um, For unclassified administrative staff, they get 176 hours when they, if they have that accrued, that's how much they will get paid out at termination. And we're stepping that down by 40 hours for the next two years and then stepping it down further to 80 hours total. So the maximum amount that an employee would be uh, in three years from now, the maximum amount employee will receive at termination is 80 hours worth of time versus 176 now. And that was how the program was originally built. Uh, later on, as you mentioned, uh, you know we've been talking about PTO and designing this program since December of 2016. Uh, you know, OHSU uh, has gone through um, you know a cycle of cost containment. Uh, you might be familiar with Accelerate OHSU. And we had to further look at how we could, uh, how OHSU could save money and further reducing the termination cash out. So that step down is still the same, but beginning with the implementation of the program, whatever that total number of hours is that is available to be cashed out, it'll be cashed out at 50% rather than uh, 100%. Okay. So if I have a lot of vacation accrued or PTO beginning next year, and I want to get the full value of that, I really need to start 
planning some time away from work. Yes. Or, and there's another option that mm-hmm. you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the, the other option is that for our unclassified staff, we are introducing an annual voluntary cash out of 40 hours. So this is something that the classified staff have had under their bargaining agreements for some time. And now we're giving that opportunity to unclassified staff. So each year you follow the rules in order to request and receive that cash out you can receive an additional week of pay, 40 hours, cashed out at the designated times. So what that means, again, employees can receive the full value of their accrual, their PTO accrual. They can use it, which we want to encourage people to do for their rejuvenation, rest, relaxation, and or they can cash it out annually to get the full value. Again, if they wait until they terminate, then the value will be significantly reduced. Okay. And we are currently in a period to request that cash out. Um, Employees uh, who are eligible for that would have received an email Mm -hmm. last Mm -hmm. month related to that. Um, So that uh, request is for a cash out in 2019. Is that correct? That is correct. And employees can choose one of two payment dates. Correct. So the way the program works is fairly simple, but it's fairly rigid as well. So the request period is now through the through December 23rd, and an unclassified employee can say, yes, I want to be paid out 40 hours in 2019. And then that the date on which the payment is received is chosen by the employee to be either in June or December. So we have a fixed payout date for administrative purposes so that You know, we're certain the employee has accrued that time during the calendar year in which it's paid and that it's administratively simple to do it all at once. So we'll have a payout date in June and a payout date in December, and the employee can choose now which date they'd like to be paid out those accruals. And that opportunity will happen every year? It will, yes. Okay. So if you're going to be working here for a few years and you cash out 40 hours every year, you'll actually get more value out of your PTO than if we retained our current termination cash out provisions. Some employees might say, well, OHSU wouldn't be changing anything unless it was going to save them money. Does the program save money, and if so, where and how? Mm-hmm. Well, it's complicated, of course. Where OHSU saves money in this program is by reducing the maximum amount that can be paid out at termination. OHSU can significantly reduce the liability it has to hold on the books, and you'll have to ask an accountant what that means, but it's a concept that we have to have resources available to pay that time if everybody should leave on the same day. And if that amount, that total amount is lower, then we have a lower liability. And that is really where OHSU will save money, is we can, instead of holding up to 176 hours, if you have that much accrued, on hundreds if not thousands of employees, we will hold a much lesser amount uh, on the books, so to speak. And that is really the savings for OHSU. And that does have a direct impact then to our bottom line. Definitely. Okay, the transition to PTO takes place the first pay period of 2019, which actually begins December 24, so just a few weeks from now. Mm -hmm. What happens on that December 24 date? So uh, if I have a lot of vacation I've accrued, a lot of sick leave I've accrued, they're sitting there in those banks, I haven't used them, what happens to those accruals? Great question. So um, everything that's currently in the vacation bank 
will become PTO, and everything that is currently in the sick leave bank will become EIB. So on transition, there's no loss of current accruals. They will just strictly go into these two banks. Um, there is an, there's also an opportunity now uh, to request to transfer 32 hours of sick leave into PTO upon the implementation of the program. The reason that is happening is to allow employees to front load time into their PTO that they may need for sick leave reasons. So yes, you'll be accruing four more days of leave in your PTO bank, but if you're sick on January 15th, you won't have accrued those additional days yet. So we're allowing employees to take what they have in their sick leave bank, 32 hours, and put it into their PTO. So should they be sick on January 15th, they won't be using what otherwise was accrued previously as vacation time. They'll be able to use what was previously accrued as sick leave but they'll put it into a bank that they can access right away. Correct. Yes, okay. it'll be in the PTO bank. And that time period is now until the 23rd of December as well. The request for the transfer and the cash out for June or December of next year, both of those can be requested between now and December 23rd. Correct. This window that's open right now is to request either the transfer of the 32 hours from the sick leave bank to the PTO bank or to cash out 40 hours of what will be your new PTO bank in June or December. And those are both voluntary. That is correct. And just uh, to put a point, a finer point on it, the sick leave transfer of 32 hours is a one-time thing. So that is just upon implementation because we know you haven't accrued time yet additional extra time that you may need for sick leave purposes in your PTO bank. So that's only on implementation, whereas the cash out that we talked about in June and in December, as we've mentioned, is an annual uh, request. Great. And we should probably point out that there was a similar opportunity last May or May of this year to do that transfer. And it is a one-time transfer. So if people requested it in May, then they're done. They're good. There's yeah. not an opportunity to request a second one. That's it's just correct. a single transfer of 32 hours that will happen upon the implementation. Correct. Great. So, Joni, I want to take a step back and talk about how we got to where we are. Um, as we mentioned initially, we first announced the transition to PTO two years ago, and you've mentioned some of the reasons for that change, wanting a more contemporary model, wanting to give uh, a type of paid time off that can be used much more flexibly and appeals to um, you know a broader range of employees. How has the program been developed over the last two years, and and has that uh, has that changed? Yes, uh, when we first announced it, we um, we had written a program that was fairly typical or traditional of PTO programs, um, which, as we might have mentioned previously. Um, requires employees, generally requires employees each time, each incident of sick, a need for sick leave or reasons for sick leave to first use PTO. So if you have regular episodic needs for um, sick leave, then you would be using a lot of PTO. And we wrote that model, again, just sort of based on traditional models of PTO, but we went out, socialized it with lots of groups um, throughout the institution and we listened to what their concerns were. And we, uh, we worked hard to develop a model that uh, would address the concerns and would be attractive to employees or at least neutral to employees. 
That's great. At the end of the day, this is a big change. You've talked about some of the advantages. We know there are some employees who may be thinking, I like the current system of vacation and sick leave. I'm used to it. I understand mm-hmm. how it works. It works for me. I'm a little bit leery of this change. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that employee in terms of what's in it for them? Well, first of all, I would probably say that's totally normal. I'm the same way. It's a big change. and. Um, if I wasn't sort of sort of intimately involved in this whole process, I would probably question it as well. It's a big change, and we don't, you know, until we're in it, we don't know how it's going to affect us personally. But I think there are parts of this that are, for many employees, are very attractive. Uh, more time off in the PTO bank that they can use more flexibly. A paid parental leave, if that if it's important to you, I know it's important to a lot of people, even though it might not apply to them directly. An annual cash out, so essentially, right now, you know, unclassified employees, salaried employees in particular, receive 52 weeks of pay a year. With an annual cash out, you'll receive 53 weeks of pay a year. So there's definitely benefits for employees in this new program. Great. Well, Joni, thank you so much for your time today. It's a pleasure to be here. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by Lisa Carter and edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.